and welcome back to the Gen Free Podcast. Yay! Clap, Brian. What is that? What is that? It's a clapping clap. sound. Oh, I didn't know if we were still doing the clap. Yeah, okay, amen. we do. We All just right. can't hear it because it's in the headphones. Yeah. This is a Did you guys like, like preload other stuff in there now? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. You ready to see it? Yeah. We're yeah, going to There's the today. Spider-Verse sound that, I, that has been in every episode Oh, that's so cool. Far. Sorry for interrupting you. No, it's all good. This is a student-led podcast focused on discovering God's freedom in our everyday lives. You already said my name, but I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. I can't say it as good as you can, so. Ayana Cruz. Ayana. Back again. And here. My name is Sawyer Robertson. I'm the co-host of the Gen Free Podcast, and I'm also the editor of the Gen Free Podcast. You got promoted. Here you. Yeah. I like it. More responsibility. Mm-hmm. He's doing a great job. Yeah, he is doing a good yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm proud of both of you guys, to be Aww, honest. Like, I was like, you. before we even get going, I wanted to address the viewers and say, I love you guys. You're killing it. And I'm super proud of your creativity and your heart. I just, oh, I love it. So, Aww, it's good thank stuff. You, Brian. You're welcome. Oh, and y'all, it's Brian. Yo. He's back. Hey. We, Brian. We, we, well, I mean, y'all know Brian because yeah. Brian's been here, our founder. I am back. Would he be considered like a CEO if it's a nonprofit? I'm President, founder, CEO, <laughs> like yeah, it, it, it's me. You name it, I am him. I am him. Yeah, you you he are is me. Whatever it started with, <laughs> it was God and then Brian. Yeah, yeah. It is it is amazing though, like to think. Michaela and I will talk about this often because Michaela has been apart since 2021, and like to see how far it's come. Oh man, I, gosh, there's so many. I have so many ideas in my heart. That I'm so excited for where it's going, and I was sharing some of that stuff with Michaela, but. Yeah, it's amazing to see how far we've come in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I love it. God is so good. He's very good. Yeah. It's insane because I Old see it with time. our followers. Yep. I see it with just what we're doing, the events that are coming up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I just got another invite to do some Zoom with, with Global Awakening to speak to 600 of their network members oh, and wow. stuff to talk about Gen Z. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, it's there's a lot happening very fast. Yeah. So right now the biggest challenge is really discerning what to say yes to and what to say no to. Because mm-hmm. my, my tendency is like, yeah, we're going to do it all. And like <laughs> Michaela and Molly and like <laughs> Nicole are like, oh, you know, let's not get overwhelmed. Because like I don't want to overextend them. But yeah. it can be very easy to be like, we're doing it, you know. But the truth of the matter is like I have to make sure that um, everybody is – yeah, not stressed yeah, out. Yeah, it can and, be very easy. To be oh, my gosh, yeah. Because you, you feel like you're doing what you were made to do. Like, you feel like this is it. Like, God is opening incredible doors. And, and I know that he is because we've been very faithful in certain areas. And stewardship seems to do that. So there's an excitement in the air. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, the time is now and it's urgent, you know, and it's stuff. But, um, yeah, so so there's a timing to things. And it just really seems like God's opening doors in 2024. Isn't yeah. it insane? So. Already. And we're only, what, eight days in? Yeah, eight days mm-hmm. in incredible it is yeah. yeah yeah sometimes i can be that way um where i just want to be ash catch and i want to catch them all i just want to do all of it and do as much <laughs> as possible that's amazing get and, all those little pokemon running yeah. around and sometimes you can't sometimes <laughs> you can't yeah sometimes you can't and you got to make sure too like and you and i've had good conversations about this where like you, you have to make sure it's it's not you're not just saying yes because you're trying to please everybody like you're saying yes because you're wanting to be obedient and and mm-hmm. stuff like that so it can be the natural tendency, like I said, just because you're zealous and you're excited and there's opportunity, but it's like you don't want to burn out either. Yeah. And um, so, because that, yeah, and like we were talking about the other day, just like how amazing it was that even though Jesus' ministry is booming, right, and it's successful and like towns are coming to him so much so that he's having to leave because he can't minister because the crowd, and he's still finding time to go get away with his father. It's that incredible. is mind-boggling to me. So that still has to be paramount. I want that to be the highest priority mm-hmm 
for us, like, you know, whether it's a volunteer or it's somebody who's working full time, like Michaela, like the primary value has to be time alone with the Lord. Cause that's when we're going to be mm-hmm. our best. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. You ready to dive in? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do whatever. Yeah, I'm in. glad to tell the audience that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I know, but it could. It be doesn't, everything. but it, it's true, and it it, I think nothing. it's good you to give God the glory for what He's doing. Yeah, 100%. it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it needs to stay in. Yeah, and yeah. I, wanna, I wasn't going to cut it. I know, out. I was. I know you weren't, but I was just saying it needs. And to I, stay I just want to thank everybody that does watch and shares and and likes and subscribes and like gives and prays. Like, I'm I'm amazed at the people that are so supportive. So thank you guys for watching and being mm-hmm. part of it. And for loving these two, because they do a good job. Aw, yeah. thank you, guys. Yeah. Speaking of love, we can segue through love. <laughs> okay. It's not about love. Yeah. It's about heartbreak. Oh. Yeah. And I'm going I'm to keep it. I'm going to keep it for real with you. I'm keeping yeah. it being with y'all. When I wrote these questions, yeah. they get deep. I love it. Your girl was going through it. One right. of my favorite bands was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. So mm. oh. I, am, I am adequately prepared. I actually know what that is. To talk about that. Do you? Yes. Yeah, I know what that is. And I'm free, free falling. Yeah, he yeah. was great, man. Yeah, yeah. I saw him three times in concert. Oh wow! Yeah, so I grew up on him. I grew up on you too, and a lot. Of, that's one thing I will say about my mom and dad. I'm like they raised me on some incredible music. So I always tell yeah. my kids, I'm like, I'm teaching you right. And my kids, <laughs> like, they actually like. It's bizarre. Like they actually will request like mm-hmm. songs from the '70s, and I'm like, oh, yes, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. So. I think that's what that's another segue, but I think that naturally happens. You grow up listening to it, and your parents have listened to it, so you your music taste starts to it's so true. become it's a little bit your influenced. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. Like I, whenever my mom asked me, "What do you know about this?" I'm like, "Come on, ma. hello." Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, uh, "Ma, you," and she's yeah. like, "Oh, that makes sense." I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, come on. It does. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, heartbreak. Yes, let's go. Heartbreak. All right. Uh, because I wrote Chris these knows questions about that. Oh, oh! <laughs> he put his He's head like, down. I yes, wish we I got did. that on oh, camera. Oh, oh. I wish we got that on camera because that was so sad. I'm. So, oh, me, I'm, me I'll be Chris, praying for you when okay? we go through it. <laughs> oh, poor Chris. When me and Chris go through it, we, we go on the phone together and just laugh. 2023 was the year to go through heartbreak for like many people and talk yes. to Chris. So well, many here's people. here's what I'm excited about. I know it's kind of free form. I know you've got questions yeah, crafted. No, like, good. it'll be interesting to see what people's definition is mm-hmm. of. What does it mean to be heartbroken? You, you know, so me, yeah. I might turn the tables on you guys and be like, you tell me. Because yeah. so often it's associated with like relationships and love and like all that stuff. So I'll be curious to see where it goes and mm-hmm. what you guys have to say about it. Yeah. We got a little bit of both mixed Okay. In. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's start with that. How do you define heartbrokenness? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Flip, flip, flip. Well, I was going to say, why don't you tell me, Ayana? Um, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, so, so. Just right off the bat, I want to say heartbrokenness is is not it's not something that's relegated to like our time, our space, like um, just simply relationships. Like it's it is a biblical concept, right? So like the Bible the Bible references the fact that the heart can actually be broken. Um, you know, we have the the scripture from Isaiah sixty one where it says that that the Spirit of the Lord God is on me, and Jesus is going to come and bind the broken heart, which begs the question, what does that mean? I won't go into that yet. Um, Psalm, I think it's 34, 18, says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted mm-hmm. and saves those that are that are contrite in spirit. Or another way to say that is those that are willing to repent and change their mind and humble themselves and turn from sin, he is eager to grab them and, and restore them, bring restoration. Um, so 
the first thing I feel like we have to do is is understand what the biblical writers mean when they use the word heart. Like for us, like that can mean a multitude of things. Like that person's all heart, meaning like that person's full of grit. That person is tenacious. That person has a lot of courage. Um, it's, 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 or like, that's just that thing in your chest that pumps blood to and fro. Like for the Hebrew person, they would have understood the word heart, which is, is the word leb, I believe, which sounds it's L E B or whatever in the Hebrew language. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, is more than just a physical organ. It actually is the the inner person. It's actually the inner man, the inner woman. It is the throne of, of motivation. Like uh, um, thoughts could come from the heart. Um, affections came from the heart. It was it was more than just an organ. It was it was thoughts. It was affections. It was the inner person. Right. It was hopes. It was dreams. So. When you look at it that way, it makes sense that those things can be thwarted. Person can be devastated. Like things don't go their way. You know what I mean? Like hope deferred makes the heart sick. The proverb says. So um, it's it's important to understand that we're dealing more than we're dealing with more than just I was dating somebody, and they quote unquote broke my heart. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's more than that. It can be hopes and dreams are involved. Um, uh, of course, it can also mean, you know, relational things like uh, where, where somebody was in a relationship, you know, there's rejection that's present. But one thing is abundantly clear for whatever the reason, the Lord identifies with such people. Mm-hmm. And we're so used to hearing, well, God brings physical healing. That is 100% true. But like God can also, and that's what makes me so excited about faith like birds and what we so often focus on because I had to go through this myself. The Lord wants to heal your inside. He actually like can put the shattered pieces of your soul back together mm. where like maybe all your, all your eggs were in one basket with an individual and it didn't go the way you thought it was going to go. Or mm. you were waiting on this promise and it didn't happen yet. Or you had this dream and it wasn't yet fulfilled. All of that can bring despair and discouragement sadness to the inner recesses of a person Mm. and now it can mess with the way they see life it can mess with how they see god it can mess with how they see themselves and what you're dealing with is a broken heart on the and Mm. i believe this is just me a broken heart hurts more than a physical wounding yes it's Mm. easier to mend a physical wound it's easier to say oh ayana your your leg's broken and we can cast that and you can rest for six weeks and you'll be on the mend a person with a broken heart's not always easily seen yeah. because there's different and, and a lot of people deal with it differently. I think it's also too the birthplace a lot of times of not so good coping methods. Mm-hmm. Why people turn to different things. Like what I loved about Sawyer's video, and if you haven't watched it, you need to go watch it. What Sawyer did in his video that was so beautiful was he said, I turned to a multitude of things to um take away the pain of rejection. Mm-hmm. Rejection will break a heart. Mm-hmm. Right? So um, and he said, like, I turned to video games, I turned to movies, I turned to all these different coping strategies, some which we'd say that's not bad. Um, when they're out of balance, it's bad. Yeah. Um, but it's so much deeper than what we normally would acquaint it to, which was, and look, I get it. I went through it. I know what it was like to be like, I really like this person. Oh God, they don't like me. You know what I mean? It's devastating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is devastating. Cause mm-hmm. what it means was your identity was ride or die, like on that person. That's brokenness, right? Like there was a shattering inside where it's like, oh, my hopes, my dreams, like my aspirations, like even like Grace who's sitting behind the camera. I remember when she was going through like 
trying to find a job. And she's like, I'm applying, I'm applying, I'm applying. And she's like, praying for open doors, praying for closed doors. Well, if you don't have that perspective that Grace has, you're devastated. Yeah. Like if it doesn't go a certain way, like, well, I was really counting on that job, you know, and it didn't happen. But if her trust is in the Lord, because you're also at the same time called to guard your heart. Mm-hmm. Right? Now watch. So guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. That means, and I'll, I'll, I'll stop talking because I don't want to get in preach mode. That means everything in your life comes out of your heart. Yeah. The issues of life come from there. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, right? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So the heart is a big deal. It's so much more than what we give it credit for. And for the Hebrew, for the Jew, they understood it to be so much more than just, oh, that's just, you know, um, a person's grit. Or, oh, that's just like, you know, the physical organ. No, it was, it was, it was deeper than that. It was, it was the inner person and that person can be broken inside but god wants to put them back together do we even you don't i don't think you even need to flip the question on us because that was perfect oh okay yeah no Cut. i mean i also no. have an answer you have an answer oh, do you, you, you want to say on. it uh yeah i think um uh one way to um think about heartbrokenness and, the, and this is what i had uh, um uh, gotten um while you were speaking i felt like to be heartbroken is to be longing for something that was once there. Um, like whether it be like with the, the Lord, um, like when we were in the garden with, with we were with God and, uh, um, and then we got separated from him and now we're all heartbroken because that relationship we had with him is now um, not there until we um, uh, mend it with him. Or even in like a, um, a worldly point of view, you have a, a relationship that was met, that was once there that is then um, uh, taken away and you're lo- it, it leaves this hole and you're longing for um, that hole to be um, uh, filled. Yeah. Um, so. I agree with that. Yeah. Heartbrokenness. Mm-hmm. Which is, an, so it, it's inevitable. In a broken world, it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, it's every single person in this room, right? Whether it's Chris, Michaela, you know, Grace, you guys, me. Every single person on the planet has some level of experience with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know what it was like to put their hope in something and to have that hope not materialize. Um, or, you know, you heard people say, like, well, it's the people that are closest to you that can hurt you the most, right? So, like, broken homes produce mm-hmm. brokenheartedness, mm-hmm. right? So um, there's brokenness in general, like, in, and then the world is broken. God is redeeming the world, right? So like all creation's groaning for the manifestations of the sons and daughters of the God. So uh, until the kingdom fully comes, we're living in a very broken place where people's identity is in the wrong things. And like, I have this conversation with my girls all the time. Like my fourth graders who are twins, they'll come home and they'll be like, you know, so-and-so just thinks they're so cool and they're wearing, you know, this outfit and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm trying to explain to them even at an early age, as, as old as 10, like to understand like um, people are looking for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, and because, because they, because they don't know who they are, because they don't know, like I I was explaining to Lily, we were in Ephrata, we were watching Will Hart preach last night and we were coming back and I forget how we got on the topic of it, but I said, Lily, I said, every person at the core of their being wants to be loved and accepted. Mm -hmm. And until that is satisfied in Christ wholeheartedly, which we're all learning how to do that. I'm still learning how to do that. It's so easy for me to be like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it, I, I can I can be like, I shouldn't say devastated, but like, you know, like we, we do events and stuff like that. And it's like, you got to be very careful what it is you put your hope. Your hope can't be in attendance. Your hope can't be in like these different things because you're just setting yourself up for failure. But I was trying to explain to Lily. I'm like, look, honey, I'm like, people do what they do. 
like because they so desperately want to be loved yeah. and accepted. And they're trying to avoid the rejection. They're trying to avoid heartbrokenness. They're trying to avoid, mm-hmm. you know, all those things. Because she was, she, so, okay, so you asked me, like, um, what are some terms that Emma uses? Well, mm-hmm. this is a new phrase for those watching. I didn't. Pick me, girls. Uh, I had no idea what that was. For real. Do you know what that is, Grace? Oh, okay. So I'm the only one. I was hoping, I was banking on Grace's age and it failed me. So Grace knows. Um, (laughs) So like, so Lily's like, there are these pick me girls like in my class. And she's like, they really rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm like, I'm like, well, honey, here's why. Here's why they're doing it. (laughs) You know? And it's like, you look at those people that we deem popular, you know, I said, and just because the world says it's popular doesn't mean it's wrong. Like, you know, shoe styles and different things like that, that these kids wear. But I'm like, you know, um, they're doing that because they're scrambling, you know what I mean? And, like, it's funny because the kids we would look at that seem popular say they have it together. No, they're just as insecure as anybody else. They're just hiding it maybe better. Yeah. And they're working hard to avoid, you know, anyhow. Mm-hmm. So, But, like, when people don't get that, like, when it doesn't go their way, when they're not being accepted and all these different things, you know, that's where it's, like, their heart breaks, they're wounded inside. Um, but God, I mean, in his grace and his majesty, you know, he was wounded for our transgressions. I often tell people, like, he's hanging on the cross. The Bible says he was wounded, he was bruised in Isaiah 53. Well, a bruise is something, like, we know he bled outwardly, but a bruise is an internal bleeding. It's something that takes place below the surface. It's mm-hmm. black, it's blue, but it's a bleeding underneath as a result of some kind of, like, um, a striking, you know, or, or you, know, uh, you know, whatever. Um, and I'll often tell people, like, there's so, people are bleeding and you just don't know it. There's so many people bleeding underneath the surface. And I, I believe God not only bled for our sins, the things we did outwardly, I believe he bled too for the, in, inwardly for the things that were done to us. There's so many people, as funny as it sounds, like we always have like these bananas in my house that turn brown and like nobody wants to eat them. I'm the only one that eats them. <laughs> and like everybody's like, oh, it's gross. You know what I mean? Like it's got a bruise on it. And I think it's a silly analogy maybe, but I think there's a lot of people walking around that feel like a bruise piece of fruit that nobody wants mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah no, that is that a good analogy no that was because okay. i kind of kind of i felt that yeah so like <laughs> i think there's a lot of people that don't show you but inside they're really broken which i i think what makes what we do as a ministry and what we're trying to do through media and our events so special because what we're saying is you're a person and the totality of your person god wants to touch and he wants to heal I, I, I love it when God heals somebody that struggles with rejection. I love it when mm-hmm. God heals emotions um, because there's a lot of people walking with damaged emotions as a result of a broken heart. Yeah. So, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. I don't know. What's the fuss about internal bleeding? That's where the blood's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Bro. Same one. <laughs> I don't want to just like be like, I don't want to be like, mm-hmm, and not get it. Joke. I was like, oh, it was a oh. I didn't get it. You're just like, yep. It went one. right over your head. Yep. Hey, yes. Because he's like, oh, Why'd you, let that happen, where, Chris? you get it. That's where the blood's supposed to be. Got it. Inside. Yeah. So, but, um, uh, yeah, totally. I mean, like even like myself in the past I've dealt with, uh, um, uh, like, uh, you know, this, like when I would hide, uh, um, uh, put up a front. Yeah. Um, and uh, hide like what I was actually going through from uh, um, other people. I would uh, um, try to cover up those those bruises per se. Yep. And uh, um, uh, it just made it worse. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's yeah. exhausting. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't realize what we're doing, like it, it's like 
man, I'm more stressed out trying to keep up appearances and look a certain way and be a certain way and be what everybody wants, you know, me to be for them. And all the while we're the ones suffering, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to cover up those blemishes. So, yeah. Walls need maintenance in order to keep a wall look, looking a certain way. It needs maintenance. And if you have too many walls, they're going to all start to crumble and fall mm-hmm. apart. And sometimes the titans we struggle with hide <laughs> oh, behind the walls. Yeah. Or inside the walls. That's why I looked over at Mikhail. I'm like, yeah, I'm Yeah, old. I know, right? The anime references. Yeah. Attack on Titan, if y'all don't watch it. She hasn't watched it yet. Uh, Grace? I, I, huh? Grace started. Hasn't oh, that's right. Continued. Well, I don't blame her. If you yeah. can't, the, I will say, Grace, I will say this. Because I, I, I consider you to be, like, so pure-hearted and so innocent. That first episode's a little much. It's very graphic. I'll give it that. I think you get um, to, I think you get to yeah, episode no, that's five true. and then choose. Yeah. But um, I thought that not. was good advice to, to Michaela. But I think as, uh, Heather, our wonderful worship leader, said that she's, she's going to, I think, try it. For real? Like, oh, wow. She would be, like, the last person. Yeah. Because well, like I think she like it. I love Heather. She's one of my closest friends. She's the kind of person that will intentionally dig her heels in and say no. Yeah. And not budge. So if you get her to move, like just to prove a point, like she'd be like, no. Well, so like, I'm, I mean, I'm shocked that she's even leaning towards it. Aww. Me and um, like, Domus told me he's like, Domus is friend. You, st- you started, you started a virus. <laughs> you did. You're just you know. like, you're patient zero, dude. You're the problem. <laughs> you are the just problem. Like continuing through the Who, Who's right? the culprit here? <laughs> it's probably me. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're definitely. It's, it's Sawyer 19. The anime <laughs> breakout oh, God. in Praise Community Church is serious. Yeah, the outbreak, yeah. yeah. Well, Michaela was over again the other night. We plowed through, I think, like five or so episodes, four or five. So she's she's caught up in a good spot. I'm ready for her to get to season yeah. four. Have you gotten your wife to watch it? Oh, oh she's yeah, watched she the whole thing. Okay, okay. Oh, she loves it. Oh, for real? Yeah, she loves okay, it. It's so awesome. Yeah, she, she loves it. So, yeah. Yeah, my dad hates anime. He will not watch it. He just it. needs to give it a chance. That's all. He was like... I don't want to read my shows. <laughs> See, I love it. I, love, I, I, I read my shows, you, period. You don't yeah. have the same emotion in the dubbed version. Like, it has to be the pure, yeah. you know, Japanese. There, there, it has to be their language. There's it has so much emotion that, mm-hmm. um, that goes into it. And vo- voice actors from Japan are just incredible. I mean, even in, like, um, Jujutsu Kaisen, where mm. a character just literally... Um, uh, don't spoil. See, like, if I were to say this. Please don't. Give your heart. Yeah, it doesn't right? sound as good. Yeah. But She's when Erwin so Smith does it, I'm like, <gasps> it's, it, I will die. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. <laughs> it's a very. It's emotional so language. Like they're more because I think it's just original language, there's more passion yeah. to it. Like when they come into Shigan China, right? You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking she about. She has no idea what I'm talking about, but um, And Erwin's up yeah. on his horse. And he's and he's I'm like The dude only has one arm. We 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 could fight the world right now. Oh we could God. we could fight the world right now. It's and, and literally like, just like pure adrenaline. Yeah. Speaking of fighting like, the world, where I, where I was going with this, um, like in Jujutsu Kaisen, where a character accidentally commits this like horrible act and just he just like breaks and um starts to to cry and like punches the ground because he like um just is like crying out at at himself and is just breaking and it's just 
it's just heartbreaking to watch. Um, and it, it like I it made me break down watching it. Um, seeing like a character go through that and just how powerful it was to see a voice actor capture that yeah. for a character. Um, uh, it's just really powerful, like what they're able to. That's awesome. What they're man. able to do. Maybe we should do reaction videos to anime. And yeah, because I mean, like anime um, from a Christian spin. We yeah, we talk. We actually talk about that in the episode with Chris because um, a lot of anime and manga actually um, talk about God in uh, these very different ways. Because uh, like they I've, do an Attack on Titan. Because mm, like I've taught, I've we talked about in that episode, like how. Um, uh, there's only like uh, um, because of like religion in, in Japan, most of it is actually um, uh, like Buddhism or um, and mostly other religions. Japan has like barely been touched by Christianity. That's true. Yeah, um, there's only like two percent. Mm-hmm. I think um, less. Uh, yeah, and so um, I think like it's like a place that I really want to go to at some point in my life. And uh, um, uh, so, Will our our friend that we mentioned, Will Hart, mm-hmm. I have his, his sweatshirt on, Iris Ministries, they have a base in Japan. Mm-hmm. And his son Josh went and served there for a time. So there's a connection. We could easily get you there. Dude, and I would love to yeah, go. Oh, it wouldn't be hard. Freaking. It wouldn't um, be hard at all. Akihabara, um, uh, Tokyo, um, Shibuya. Dude, I would love to go there. Yeah. Well, he's he's very good friends with the, uh, the missions couple that's there, Herbert, and I forget what his wife's name is. Um, but they're, they're the base leaders there in Japan. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be difficult to have that connection to be like, Hey, I got a guy that wants to go and yeah. And serve. It's funny that you mentioned Japan yeah. because it, it's funny, but I could relate this back to our topic because from what I've heard and the research I've they done, are? huh? Cause how stoic they are. Not even how stoic, just, um, through listening to podcasts, doing research and learning about Japanese culture mm-hmm. outside of anime, outside of pop culture, Yes, they are unreached mostly. They're pretty much unreached by the church, mm-hmm. by Christianity in general. But even though they don't have a high crime rate in comparison to other countries, they're considered very peaceful. Rates oh, it's massive. In are Japan? Massive oh, it's in Japan. It's really? ridiculous. It's, it's like ridiculous. A, it's a huge problem mm-hmm. um, there. Like I heard about this. So I was listening to a podcast. Actually, it was. Um, Will Hart's podcast, The Greenhouse, The Green... Yeah, The Green, green, green Room. room. The green and room. he invited a couple on, and they were talking about um, a group of mostly... The group of people that they categorize. I forget what it's called. Um, mostly made up of men, middle-aged men, mm-hmm. who will go into isolation from shame and die. In, so like, I was going to ask that. It's it's a shame and honor culture, right? Yeah. T- typically in Japan. So if you, if you do something that's outside a cultural norm, you know it. Like, you mm-hmm. get shamed for it. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the Bible, I mean, a lot of a lot of the um, Israel's history is built around the same principle, where family is everything. You don't do anything to violate family. Um, everybody knew where each other stood. But I can also understand too how that, even though it's cultural, can produce heartbrokenness and can leave you feeling yeah. like an orphan. Mm-hmm. I don't belong. Nobody loves me. I'm only good if I perform. You know, all of that could feed itself into the breaking of an individual internally for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And these people, and it's social. And from what the, they were describing, it, it's like a social norm. These men and women, there's women who do it too, will go into hiding. They will like rent out these apartments and they'll live in it. And a lot of them end up dying in it. Wow. Like either by starvation, wow, they, they won't come out. They become recluse. And it's so depressing. And the statistics were alarming that they were giving. I can't name them off at the top of my head. Cause I don't remember them. But it's like, wow, we look at a society filled with 
what we consider peace, especially compared to the United States or even other countries in this world that are in shambles right now with violence. But there still is a sort of, there's a heartbrokenness that is producing an internal violence. Mm -hmm. And we don't see it. And it kind of brings up the question, how many people do I walk by a day? Yeah, it's so good. That are carrying this Because the longing of the human heart is not satisfied. The like, so, and it goes back to what Sawyer said, like we were made for that, intimate union with God. Like, isn't that the beauty of the Christian life? God is, God through his son is bringing us back into union. Like the Christian life is about unity with God. It's, you know, we're, we're, you know, in the same way where, I don't want this to be a stretch. So like in in the garden, like, you know, it talks about the reality of two becoming one. The man will leave his family and cleave to the wife. Um, But that's the beauty of, of Christianity is, is, is God unifying himself with us. The spirit, you know, living inside of us, being born again, by the spirit and, and finding purpose and identity and value and love and all those things. And be, until that is satisfied. And if it's continued to look for, be looked for in the wrong places, it is the recipe for disaster. It oh. is heartbroken. And it's, it's waiting. It's even to like um, when, uh, when God said man was not created to be alone and, he, yep. and then he creates Eve um, for him. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Because it's, the, it's yeah. Oh, that's yeah. I was going to go down a rabbit trail. I don't want to. Um, because there's just some cool stuff that I've been watching online um, from somebody that I really love and admire. But no, that's true, source. So here you have you have man, woman, you have people made in God's image, and that image isn't complete until the woman is standing next side, you know, alongside of the man. But yeah, I mean, like God wants. It's it's amazing to me. Sometimes I think we treat things that are very holy as common. Like I think, yeah, we take for granted the fact that we can even call him Father. Like that's mind-boggling like that's like when jesus said that when they said teach us how to pray and he said mm-hmm. and i love this this is true because like he said our father so he's not just your father he's collectively he's ours Our, right yeah. and I, there's a personal side to it don't get me wrong but like it's mind-boggling to think that someone so sovereign someone so holy so powerful that that hung the stars in the cosmos like that guy wants to love on me and, and be loved by me. Yeah. And like, I don't ever want to grow tired of that. I don't want that to ever get old. Like I, I want that, you know, to be, you know, on my heart continuously growing in my heart. Um, because I was a very heartbroken individual, hugely heartbroken individual. And even, even like, even though I was like, I would say born again in 19, um, it wasn't until I was 30 that I was like, you got some gross stuff inside, pal. Mm-hmm. Or 28, I think. I was like, ew, what's coming out of you? Your attitude? Like, so like there is fruit that can reveal heartbrokenness, mm-hmm. like addictions, like anger, fear, um, insecurity, um, you know, everything that's the opposite basically of, of the fruit of the spirit. And I was like, I don't like my reaction to certain things, yeah. you know? I'm like, I'm, I'm angry. Like I'm frustrated, you know, and all that I think is symptoms. They're symptoms. It's symptomatic of being like something's broken mm. inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm believing lies as a result of the brokenness, you know, that's, that's f- causing the brokenness to fester. Like the broken heart's not being healed yeah. because his truth is a balm. Like, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that, his presence is healing. His truth is healing. Like he, you know, just, just understanding, um, how he really feels about you, what he says about you, you know, the price he paid for you, like all of that stuff in faith begins to put your heart back together. And it's like, 
no, like I am deeply loved. The challenge is really letting yourself be loved. <laughs> and then we, we, you and I have been talking about that. Yeah. I mean, like you were very honest last Tuesday and I loved it. I loved your honesty and your emotion behind it. Like that's not always an easy thing to do um, because sometimes the brokenness of a person's past is speaking louder than what it is that God is saying. And it's like, nope, there's no way. There's no way. That sounds great in theory that God loves me. Even Will Hart, like last night, like I've heard his story countless times. I can tell his story. Like, mm-hmm how he walked in the basement and how he was 16 years old and how he was all goth and black, you know, all that different stuff. I can tell his story. But, he, and he said this, he said, I've heard people say, he's like, I grew up in a Christian home. I've heard God loves me my whole life. And he's like, and I would tell you off if you told me that. He's like, I just got tired of hearing it. Yeah. He said, it meant nothing to me. He said, but when I was in that basement in, in Massachusetts and Bob Bradbury walked through the door and his story always cracks me up. The reason why he stayed was because the size of this man's nose. I don't know if you remember <laughs> yeah, this story. I remember that. And like, it always cracks me up. Like there was one time, like he's like, and Bob walked in. He's like, and I thought to myself, nose. And I'm just sitting down listening. Whatever, whatever that guy has to say, I want to hear because the size of his is, you know, schnoz. But anyway, he said, he said, last night he said, Bob preached the worst sermon I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And when he was done, he said, he said this, he said, God loves you. And he said, for whatever reason, that time it was different. He said, I don't know why. Like, I, I think I might know why it could, I think it had a lot to do with what Bob was walking in, the anointing on his life experiences that Bob had. Um, but there was weight on it. And he said, and it broke me. Mm-hmm. Here was this hard kid who was a drug addict, who was a kleptomaniac who stole whatever, you know, um, bunch of different things, um, broken, uh, hardcore music, um, and, you know, exploring witchcraft type things. Um, why brokenness, heartbrokenness, trying to, to use your language, Sawyer, fill a void. Honestly, that's, you know, I'm going to try to put a bandaid on this. Um, well, okay. Even my own story. I remember, I remember what God used to really get my attention when he was like, you're broken inside. Um, there was a time where I was like really debating, God, do I need to go to counseling? Like, that's so humiliating. I have a counseling degree, like, you know, but you get to a place where, Either you're done tolerating it and you don't care how you look mm-hmm. or you're going to continue to keep up the image because you're too concerned about what people might think to, if you admit you're, you need help. Mm-hmm. Which is common. And, yeah. So I, I was like, I'm done. I'm crying. Like I, I just need, I need, I need God to make it abundantly clear. And I remember being at my father's house and, and he had this devotional I had bought him. And long story short, I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to open up to today's date in this devotional. If you want me to go see somebody, I need you to talk to me through this devotional. Mm. So this is what the author said. He said he was in he was in the house. I don't know if he was in his study or what he was doing. His daughter came to him and his daughter had this splinter in her hand. And his daughter said, "Daddy, you know, I've got this splinter." And he said, "Honey, we can take care of that. Like, let me go get a band-aid, let me go get the antibacterial ointment." And he said, "And I'll go grab the tweezers." And the moment he said tweezers, she lost it. Yeah. And because in her mind, it's going to hurt, right? It's going to hurt pulling out the splinter. And sometimes it does. Sometimes, like, I remember there was one time I ate it hard. I was riding my bike, and I ate it. And, like, I was young, and I had gravel in my hands. Because, like, you first thing you put yeah, down is your uh-huh. hands. And my mom had to dig out the gravel with, a, with like, a needle. It was that bad. Oh, yeah. I and that hurts. needles so much. That hurts, right? But here's the point. This is what he said. He said his daughter started crying, and he said, isn't that just like us that... What we want, because she said, no, daddy, not the tweezers, just the band-aid. 
He said, a lot of people, they don't want to do the work. They don't want to address what's really under the surface, what's really hurting them. Mm. And if you don't, I mean, we all know this because we've all been in school. If you don't address what's a foreign object, that's, that's going to be, it's going to become an infection, yeah. right? And, and now, now we've got a larger problem. Now it's not just affecting my hand. Now it's coursing in the blood, you know, mm. now it's affecting my arm. Um, you know, it's affecting my body. So what you don't deal with, like whatever you bury doesn't die. Yeah. It stays alive. Mm. And, um, and so, but here's the thing, a lot of people like myself that were in pain and were hurting, I couldn't tell you, here's why I'm hurting. Mm. A lot of people can't pinpoint it. Mm-hmm. Like I needed somebody who was walking in the light to say, after he listened, like, just like, just like a doctor, like he listened to me talk and he said, here's your problem. And when he said that, I was like, <gasps> the light came on. I felt like I was born again, again. Like if mm-hmm. you, like, that sounds weird to say, but I'm like, color looks different. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, the cat's out of the bag. That makes sense. Like, I'm like, yeah, you know? And like, th- like not that the insight of that moment made me free, but there was a, a freedom that I felt in my heart where I was like, <gasps> now I know why I am the way I am. Yeah. Now I get it. And I remember God saying to me, like, Brian, like, you don't surprise God. I was trying hard to be all things. I was trying to be something for him. Like, sometimes we're trying to keep up appearances to prove something to him. He sees through all that. Mm-hmm. And I remember him saying, like, you're not a surprise to me. I know why you are the way you are. That's why I say my grace is sufficient for you. And it broke me. I remember crying on the front porch of this, you know, the parsonage at the church that I was serving. And um, so, yeah, I mean, like, some people, look, like, if you're watching, like, if you've got patterns in your life that you're like, what is that? Like, why am I addicted to this? Like, why? And I'm not saying heartbrokenness is behind all of it. But, like, if you've got things in your life that you're like, why do I always react like that? Like, I hate that in my life. And, um, you know, you're doing things you don't want to do. And, and it, it could be there was a deep wounding that took place. And a lot of times, like, stuff that's going on in adulthood is childhood trauma. I hate yeah. to say mm-hmm. it, but, I mean, a lot of times it is. Um, and God wants to heal that. God wants to speak truth to that. Like God wants to put your heart back together. So, um, and he does that because like, if you invite him in and if you're like, I don't know why I am the way I am. Like, well, I love when David, David said such a man, such a powerful prayer. It's in Psalm 139. I, I, I pray it a lot sometimes. And he says, search me and know me. Oh God, like try me, test my anxious thoughts. See if there's any hurtful way in me. Mm. Like there's something in me that's destructive and lead me in your everlasting way. Because sometimes we don't know what God knows, but he's willing to reveal it to us. Like, so if you've got a pattern in your life, like if you've got, you know, I'm constantly depressed. I always, I always feel like the worst case thing, I'm always pessimistic. Something bad's going to happen, you know, whatever. Like it could be that there's a wounding there that God, there's a splinter that God wants to remove, but he can't do it unless you say, would you, would you reveal that to me? Mm-hmm. And sometimes like I'm not against counseling. I have a degree in counseling. God can do it, yes, in an instant. Sometimes God chooses to make it a process. I don't understand all of that. But I do think sometimes those of us that go through the process, like myself, my the healing of my inside was not immediate. But what it has done is it's helped me to have an appreciation for everybody's got a story. And so I feel like I can hear somebody's story, and I'm not like, oh, God, that's disgusting. I'm like, well, of course that's why you are the way you are. And so I think when we go through a process when it's not always immediate and it is a process. I think that's where verses like now you're able to comfort those with the same comfort you received come into play. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, I have more compassion for somebody that's also in a process. And, um, and so God wants to be a father to those of us that feel orphaned. You know, he wants to be 
um, you know, a husband for those you know that are looking and longing to be you know connected to somebody intimately. Like there's the ways he presents himself are amazing. Um, so, but he's close. He's cl- says he's close to the broken heart, and that's awesome. So that means like if you're going through hardship, like he is there. Yeah. If you would just look for him, you will find him. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is. I, I hope so. It's more than a hope. So it is. Beautiful. Amen. Come it on. Just is. I was like, God, I'm going to open my mouth. You're just going to do it. You know. And so. And he did. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just God's love for us is something we, we talk about this. It's something I've finally like opened myself mm-hmm. up to. And when I say that this past week, I have spent like moments on the floor crying, like Come just on, girl. feeling it. And you don't, it is so hard because you can't like earn it. And in a human perspective, and I think that goes back to heart being heartbroken. So many times people who have been rejected or mm-hmm. have gone through things like for me personally, not feeling loved by my biological father did that yeah. for me. That's what I mean. Yeah. So there's a brokenness in the family that produces a brokenness inside sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, after him putting me through hell, like, it was just, I didn't know a love of a father. Yep. And, yes, I have my amazing, my amazing stepdad, but nothing could feel shout that. Shout out to Tone Cove. But nothing, <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out to, shout out to my dad, my real dad, yeah. as I call him. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. But still nothing could fill the void yeah. outside love of you, God. Dad. Yeah. Love you, dad. Yeah. Love you, dad. Yeah, I mean, like, the Eagles are breaking my heart right now. Right? So, if I had a nickel for every time... I made fun of the Eagles. I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice, right? I, I, they're, they're hurting mine, too, don't worry. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, do you see what what Joe Burrow posted today? No. He posted a uh, picture of him in his football um, jersey. Uh, um, uh, like, apologized for the jersey and said, 2024, return of the Jedi. Oh, and my like, gosh. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> can I can I just read this verse really quick? I yes. Is that okay? Because I know you guys are the uh, the hosts. So I want to make sure that I honor the authority. No. Nice. So, <laughs> no, of course. Um, I, I love when I need, go for it. I need to get ready to boogie. So Look, I want to share. But I, I just I want everybody to hear this. I, I opened up with this when you first asked, what is heartbrokenness? This is this is pretty mind boggling to me. So this is this is Jesus manifesto. This is what what it is he chooses to read concerning himself um, when he stands up, you know, and he takes from the scroll of Isaiah in Luke chapter four, and he reads and he says, "Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing." And the people are like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this is the guy. And then then no sooner they think this is the guy, they're they're like, "But we grew up with him," and like we're not so sure about all this. But anyway, it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now he's going to clarify why. Because the Lord has anointed me, watch, to bring good news to the afflicted or the poor or the humble, those that see their need for God. But listen to the second thing. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. That's second on the list. Mm. So God in Christ, the second you know member of the Trinity, the Godhead, who humbles himself, takes on the form, you know, the likeness of human flesh, sinful flesh, he comes and one of his primary missions is, you've been traumatized by life and I'm going to fix that. Yeah, I'm going to put you back together again. That's like, so a lot of times when we, we forget, we forget this, like, and you were talking earlier, I'm not going to go into detail about what you were talking about, but we were talking about, man, if I was alive during that time, right, and, and different stuff with what you're going through physically, 
we forget sometimes like the physical healings that are taking place biblically. Like we, we, because we don't understand the culture and context, like we read those stories and all we see is the physical side of it, right? So the leper gets healed. The woman with the issue of blood gets healed. The woman who's bent over doubles, she gets healed. The man who's crippled, he gets healed. What we don't realize is so oftentimes, and it did happen like in the old Testament, like when people were out of alignment, when they were in disobedience, like some of the judgment that came upon people was physical illness. I mean, there's yeah. reasons why the psalmist is saying what he's saying about, about it's not some of the stuff that the psalmist is saying is not meta it's not metaphorical like he's literally crying out for healing that oftentimes we think is just symbolic for something else but like no i mean like there were times where people were afflicted with things but it was in an effort to turn their heart back away from their sin to the lord we would say well i would never do that well i'm not god and like his ways are higher night so anyhow mm-hmm. that being said one of my favorite stories and anybody that's been around me in the last four years knows the woman with the issue of blood, there was so much more that happened than her bleeding stopped. For 12 years, she couldn't be a part of the worshiping community. She wasn't allowed in the temple. So, so here's this woman who would have known nothing but like heartbreak because doctors can't help her. Her condition's getting worse. That's heartbrokenness. Yeah. She's not a part of probably any real, anything she touches is rendered unclean. So like she can't touch anybody. She like, even like if she sat here in this chair, that would be considered unclean. And I know some of us don't understand that. And I'm not going to get into all that. My point being is this, here's a woman who's ostracized socially. Yeah. That would break you. So when Jesus, and I love this, when, and I, I did my, my one, my one New Testament paper on this last semester. And I wish I had the quote when Jesus heals her, which by the way, for those of you that are watching and listening, like Jesus didn't deliberately do anything. The woman's faith did it. Like she reached out. He wasn't even looking at her. He never pronounced anything. She reached out, touched his garment and power. It says, he said, I perceive power went out from me. So this power goes out from the, the anointing of the spirit touches this woman. She gets, he turns around, sees this woman trembling in fear because she realizes immediately her, her issue was dried up. So she's just like in this state of like, terror of like, oh my gosh, what just happened to me? And he says to her, we miss this stuff, daughter. Mm. Oh, that that makes me want to cry. Like there was more, he said more in that moment. Like here's somebody who's ostracized. He's saying you're in my family. That like, we miss that. Like we miss like, here's a brokenhearted woman. And we're like, oh, the physical healing. No, he restored her heart. By saying, you're mine. Your faith did that. Mm. That's all I have to say about that. I think that's a good way to wrap yeah. it up because yeah. I'm getting teary. Yeah, we miss that trying. stuff. <laughs> we miss that in the name of like, because we're so amazed by the physical side. And I am too. But like what we don't understand is like to be without family was a huge issue back then. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not saying she didn't have one, but like she couldn't be around like people, like historically speaking, like culturally, culturally speaking. Yeah. And for him to say, hey, you know, same, same thing with the, the, the woman with the, you know, the caught in adultery. Oh, my gosh. Like, all those stories. You know, the woman at the well, like, you know, that we were said, you're so bad. You're a sinner. You're like, all that different stuff. There he is restoring them. Like, so when he says, I don't condemn you to the woman who's literally naked, literally naked, brought out, says caught in the act, caught in adultery, strong, thrown out in the, you know, in the middle of the court. There she is. What do you have to say about this, Jesus? And for him to say, you know, to silence all her accusers, for them to leave, and for him to say, where are they? And she's like, they're not here. And he says, I don't, I don't condemn you either. Holy smokes. 
It carries so much weight. It carries. If you just let yourself, if you just put yourself in, like I'm, I'm realizing as I get older, like we really need to be good students of the word. Like we really need to understand culturally what's really happening. Because if you don't, you miss so much depth. You miss the weight of what's really going on. So when he, again, when he's saying the word daughter, he's saying, I, I've chosen you. you. You belong You belong to me. You're in my family. Oh, yeah. it's so good. All right. Yeah. It's ridiculously yeah. good. Well, I just want to thank you for coming on, I talking with it. us once again. Yeah. And probably more to come. Yes. There's always more to come. Well, I mean, we, we could do a part two easily on this same topic because we, we, really we didn't even talk about we didn't even We didn't even get to any of the questions. No, we didn't, but it, it, yeah. it flowed. It flowed. It flowed. We could do a part two. Would do. you be down to do a part two on this? Yep. Where we acknowledge some of the questions that people may have? Yeah, I would love that. Maybe we could release a survey too and yeah. extend it to what viewers yeah. want to hear about. If you have questions, we didn't even talk about like romantic relationships, which is exactly where I thought we were going. Well, I kind of like I kind of like Sawyer's heartbroken because we didn't get to. <laughs> well, I no, kinda, man, I was ready. Yeah. I, I like it because it, we defined it. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it and what how God transforms heartbrokenness, yeah. and mm-hmm. we got a little bit on your perspective yeah. and a little bit what you went through. No, this was perfect. Awesome. This yeah. hit my questions. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would love for people to comment. You know, yeah. in the comments, like what what do you want to you know what questions do you have or yeah your own experiences with it. Yeah, how God's healed you and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should do that. Guys, if you want to comment down below or for people on Spotify, they have a feature where you can like ask questions. So if you guys want to fill those out, we'll leave that there for you. It's awesome. And yeah. if you're on Apple Podcasts, go to YouTube and comment. Yeah, honestly. Good stuff. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much, Brian. Thank should we close guys. out in prayer? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you? Should I do it? Yeah. Lord, we just thank you so much for um, for these guys and everybody watching. Father, I thank you for the way that you're using media to touch a generation. And Lord, I just ask and pray that you would take the truths of this podcast and plant them deep in our hearts, and then we would be transformed. Father, I pray um, that that this this podcast and the others, Lord, would bring change and hope, and Father, would lead to genuine transformation of life. God, do with this ministry and this podcast what is in your heart to do. Father, if you want to blow it up, amen. If you want us to have influence, Father, and impact, so be it. Jesus, we just want to honor your heart. We want to make famous the things you've done in in us we want to see you get the honor and the glory and lord we love you and we just ask and pray for everybody watching if they are broken in heart and crushed in spirit lord i pray that they would experience the nearness of your presence and that you would knit them back together in jesus name amen amen like comment subscribe and follow on our youtube or apple Podcasts, spotify instagram you always throw me off when you say that Did I get everything? I think so. I think I said YouTube at the beginning. Bet. So y'all go do that. And comment down more questions that you may have about heartbreak. And we'll see if we can get to them. That's fat. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're using old slang and we're back at it again. Have a good night or morning or wherever you guys are. You said that in this John. (laughs) Stop. You said it wrong. In this John. I'm done. Oh, I'm done. I gotta pee. (laughs) 